You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's up, everybody? Turn up. It's welcome to Black Twitter. I know we're all like virtual and everything because coronavirus. Exactly, but I know you guys have missed us because we've definitely missed you. We did go on a brief hiatus because we wanted to kind of give this some time to air out. Obviously, it has not. We obviously have a new couple weeks more to go of this and probably, you know, into the next year, which is sad. Um, first, how are y'all doing? You know, oh, obviously, this is who's speaking right now. If you guys don't know or you can't see the live stream, this is Rocky Harris. Jamie, please introduce yourself. What's up, guys? I missed you, and I'm really happy to be back. My name is Jamie Gray. What and up, y'all? It's your boy, Jay Lamar, and I am in the building virtually, but I'm here. What's popping? And it's me, Sierra, you know, back in Texas, holding it down while we under lock, and I hope everyone's been out there being safe because, like we said, it's getting real. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that's dope. I'm glad everybody's like in their own spaces. We'll get into that a little bit later because I think that that's dope that everybody's kind of going to their families and stuff like that during this time. I wish that I could. I miss all my family in Kansas City, Missouri. But we obviously we have an amazing show for you guys as normally. Um, but so first and foremost, we have Jason Hargrove who um, died after he being coughed on. He was a bus driver, but he got coughed on and he was complaining about this for a long time. And then he actually passed away. Please, Jamie, tell us all about it. Yeah, guys, this is crazy. Um, and it's really eerie because so many Black people, it seems, um, have been passing away. And, you know, it's like, we care about everybody, but my goodness. Um, this is a Detroit bus driver named Jason Hargrove who recently passed away. This was just 11 days after he was complaining about a passenger coughing without covering their mouth. Um, and sadly, he was only 50 years old and he leaves behind a family. So uh, originally on March 21st, he made a Facebook Live video and he was complaining about how he felt violated after again, a woman coughed on him. So this is what he had to say in his video. He said, this Corona-ish is for real. And we are out here as public workers doing our job, trying to make an honest living to take care of our families. Um, he also said, now, before you get on a bus and you cough several times without covering your mouth and you know that we're in the middle of a pandemic, that lets me know that some folks just don't care. Um, mm -hmm. And again, sadly, he passed away 11 days later. Um, and when I think about that, it's just so sad because it's like, can you imagine knowing that you're dying because someone else was careless? You know, right. and that would just piss me off. Um, now, no one is quite sure exactly how he specifically got COVID-19, but um, it is probably because It could be the flu. It could be something else other than COVID-19. But I feel like when that when that happened and uh, for him to take precaution, other people took it like belittled it. And then to hear the end result of what happened to him, I was like, we don't know if that was the case. I don't know if you know if you said that was the case or not. But it's kind of like people took that as a joke and now look. So I was kind of upset mm -hmm. on that behalf as well. Yep. My brother is a bus driver and he was telling me the other day that a lot of the passengers do get on the bus and they're sniffling, they're coughing, they're not covering their mouths. And mm -hmm. now his bus kind of put it to where the passengers have to sit like uh, way far behind so they don't have any interaction with the bus drivers. But I really feel bad in this particular situation because these bus drivers are just like any other first responders. 
they're right there on the front line. They're helping people get to and from appointments to those who have to work to and from work. It's a sad, sad situation. And I really pray for his family. That's terrible. Yeah, I just think that it's just like, why are you coughing and not covering your mouth or and and not just with your hand, with your with your elbow? Why are you sneezing on people? Just in general, like you can be. I take public transportation every single day. Well, I don't anymore, obviously, but I take public transportation all the time, and there's never a moment where I'm like, I'm just gonna be nasty because I'm on public transportation, you know? But you know, like you said, uh, to all the essential workers out there, I really salute everybody who's still going out there and having to deal with people, our nurses, our medical staff. It's, you know, it's crazy. And we really give y'all all the props in the world because I know for me, it would be hard for me to choose that as a, you know, profession. Yes. Um, but speaking of people who need to be professional and do things that would help all people instead of just a select few, um, a French scientist uh, suggested that they might test coronavirus vaccines on Africans. Uh, Jay Lamar, please tell us all about it. Now, y'all, this is absolutely crazy. This is the stupidest shit I ever heard. Sorry, excuse my language. Uh, <laughs> it is. But, it but is. It is. Uh, so two French doctors discussed actually testing the COVID-19 vaccine only on Africans. Um, so the two doctors' names, I want to give y'all their names so y'all can look them up. Okay. Jean-Paul Mira and Camille Luch spoke about testing the vaccines on Africans be, Africans because of the poor population in, the, in which they live in. Um, Mira went on to say, if I can be proactive, shouldn't we do this study in Africa where there are no masks, no treatment, no intensive care? Just like we did the studies on AIDS on prostitutes because they were highly exposed and do not protect themselves. So I think that it, I thought it was very crazy that they compared searching for a vaccine and putting that on the poor population of Africa, then also switching it to talking about how they targeted prostitutes to cure the to cure help cure AIDS. I right. thought that was kind of two different things, especially when you speak of Africa. Right. A lot of times when people think of Africa, one of the things that they truly think about is the right. AIDS a epidemic that's going on in Africa. So I think that these two dumb doctors really 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 deserve to be canceled i know we talked about cancel culture a couple months back but i believe these two people definitely need to be canceled because how can you say that you want to focus on africa because they don't have the proper equipment and stuff that we have so you want to go into their country you want to expose them to the virus even more and then try to vaccinate them why this is what they've been doing Exactly, which is what they've been doing anyway for years, which is why Africa looks the way that it does because colonizers went in and took everything, the nourishment, the resources, everything. All, like, a, listen, all I, of everything comes from I, Africa. So they try to, they, right, they try to paint this picture. It's, it, it's irritating that I think that every time people think of trying to figure out a solution, they go to, they, they equate poor to black, let me go mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. Why don't you test that in Europe? Because um, in Europe and in Italy, their cases are extremely high. So why are you I... not test, testing the people or testing this on people that are highly impacted? Right. Africa's numbers are not as extravagant right. as other countries right now. So why would you go there and infect, purposely infect those people even more? 
Right. Or, I don't agree with testing on people in general, though. I mean, it, it makes it 10 times worse that it's people from Africa, but I don't, what's the point in testing on anyone? Um, right. I feel like there's other ways to go around it. And I also read something earlier. People were uh, trying to say, like, stay woke. You heard about, like, the chip they're trying to inject into people. Mm. They're like, this could be a way that they're trying to, like, secretly inject some chips in people, and they want to trial and error with them. So, I mean, not I'm not saying that's true, but I mean, at this point, I don't know what to believe and what to not believe, but it's just crazy that that's even your first go-to to kind of figure this stuff out yeah i mean yeah. i just i think that it's that they don't truly value african people or african culture at all they don't see yeah. it as a uh, human you know they don't or I, I think that's why also because they have the lower numbers they're like well let's go over to africa right you know, they're doing okay so far so it shouldn't hurt if we just take two africans no. you know and i think because it's been a history of people taking advantage of our people you know, it's just, it's still a trend. I think yeah. the only good news out of this is that it's been brought to our attention. So hopefully right. it doesn't no longer right. happen anymore. Um, and if it still goes on and happen, and I feel like they need to be sued on some type of measure because that's just ridiculous. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's very big on Africa. As I told you guys before, like I didn't hear about this until we talked about it on Black Twitter. And upon my investigation, I was looking through the tweets and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. the African celebrities over there are really, they're not taking this lightly at all. Right. So Diabar Drugba, he's an African football player in Africa, says that it is totally inconceivable. We keep on cautioning this. Africa isn't a testing lab. Period. I would like to be vividly denounce those demeaning, false, and most deeply racist words. Help us save Africa which with the current COVID-19 and flattening the curve. As I said before, Africa's numbers aren't as drastically big as a lot right. of numbers. Mm -hmm. um, another, uh, somebody else in Africa said, this is a time for African leaders to come together as one unit to yeah. seek an ending to the solution to the COVID-19 as a continent. Share your ideas, help each other, both mentally and materially. Africans are not lab rats. And I do believe that the African leaders, you know, Africa has so many different leaders. I do believe that all of the leaders should come together and help those small towns and those big towns. So people aren't walking over there, infecting those people for lab results. That's not fair. In all of right. Africa, and I feel like a lot of people don't know this, it's probably like ignorance behind it, but all of Africa is not poor. There's, right. there's very rich exactly. people in Africa. So it's kind of like, we got to get this image that is ingrained in our head. People need to actually go visit and maybe go actually learn yeah. something instead of Googling right. and, and getting off stuff off Wikipedia. Okay, I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm going <laughs> to be light for a second. So I was telling Jamie this. Um, so on Tinder now, you know, I'm a dating coach and a matchmaker. Come so, on. And I'm single. So on Tinder now. <laughs> <laughs> On Tinder now, you can change your location and put your location wherever you want it to. So a friend of mine texted me and said, oh my God, I'm in Africa right now and I'm dating up a storm. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, on Tinder, you can change your location. So I put my location on Africa. And I was like, kind of like ignorant, like what am I going to see? Like who's really going to be in Africa? When I tell y'all, first of all, I connected with a lot of African men. Secondly, the, the way that they live their lives is completely portrayed mm. a different way on television. They have mm -hmm. the same access to certain resources that we have, technology, Instagram. Hell, they dress better than a lot of us, honestly and truly. You know. They, oh, they got style. They got, they some. They got, got style, people. though. People. 
Um, and so <laughs> I was talking to them over there about how how they're reacting to COVID-19 because they were very interested in how I'm act, reacting in mm-hmm. LA. And they were telling me that like for them, they don't understand why they're on lockdown as much because they said they're not highly impacted. impacted. Mm-hmm. But they are saying that, that everything that their leaders are talking about are pertaining to the US and for them not to have as drastic of an impact as we have over there. Right. But, they, but they're on lockdown too, so. Right. Absolutely. Well, it is it is very sad. Um, some other people who need to be on lockdown is the parents of these these twins, because I just don't understand. There are now twins born with the names coronavirus and COVID or Corona. Is it? I think it's Corona, but Sierra's going to tell us about it. Yeah. So I know you've all we've all heard since the pandemic, like somebody's going to be crazy enough to name their kids <laughs> this. And somebody finally did it. So let's meet Corona and COVID. They're the newborn <laughs> twins of India, um, newborn twins in India named after the deadly Nova coronavirus spreading around the globe, currently what we're going through right now. And so there are twins that are boy and girl, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and they were born on March 27 to Preeti and Vinay Verma in the Indian state of Chattisgarh. So, um, that was kind of it took me by surprise but we got more history on why they named their kids or what they named them so in the hospital so in um in quote of what they said and what the mother said she says the the delivery happened after facing several difficulties and therefore my husband and i wanted to make the day memorable the 27 year old mother of the twins told the agency in india the couple said the names will remind them about the hardships they faced during the lockdown and and ahead of the successful delivery in a government hospital last week and it it was also mentioned that the nurse kind of like suggested like oh start calling them corona and COVID, and so it was really the nurse's idea who kind of sparked it and then they went along with it like oh okay so i mean when when i when i I was looking into it i'm trying to like be as realistic as possible when i was looking into it i'm like okay this is this is a hot mess but it's (laughs) like if this is but if this is what you feel the need for your kids i feel like okay cool but you have to understand i and this is for all people that name their children these kids are going to grow up one day right just because it sounds cute as a newborn name doesn't mean it's going to live up to them when they're 40 30 or in high school right they're going to get teased about this they're going to think that we're attached to diseases or we're attached to a pandemic is what I'm getting out of it right um so before I get into more what I found what do you guys think about I mean (laughs) if that was their reason they should have named them them kids strength and faith if that was what you was trying to get from it I don't know nothing about corona first of all that's an also an alcoholic beverage so (laughs) it's just there's just there's just too many attachments to it I just think that that's too weird I feel like everybody trying to be hip and be and get noticed and get into a headline okay okay, girl if that's what you want to put on them child them children's birth certificates then then have at it and it's just like I completely like why why, why the hell would you want to name your kids after, <laughs> an, epi- after an epidemic? I don't want to be, I don't want to be reminded of this. When when I have children in the next five to seven years and they ask me, how was COVID-19? How was the Corona? How was quarantine? I'm going to fall the hell out because this shit is not <laughs> anything that I want to remember like that, you know? Yeah. But I definitely, I think that if anything, they should have put that as their middle names. Mm. And not their first name. Yeah. No name. No, no, do no, no name. I was when I heard this story, I was just really, I was just disgusted because I'm like, why would you name your child, your your seed, your children, your your seeds, as something that caused death and sorrow and pain? Right, and right, 
Right. Like there are thousands and hundreds of thousands of people as, as a whole with all these countries combined dying. And, you know, people right. can't see their, their loved ones die. They can't um, attend funerals. They can't have their weddings, you know? Um, and also she's lucky that she even um, did get to have her kids because I mean, imagine she had in a hospital, you yeah. know, with the coronavirus and being pregnant. So I just, I feel like people, I feel like she was probably really high off of the epidural and she just made a really silly <laughs> decision. I'm I mean, sure. yeah, and, and it's kind of like, you know, we all go through things in life. You know, we're always going to have hardships or things that we go through that kind of strengthen us, build our character. And she said this, she wanted this to remind her of what they what we're facing right now. And I just was like, well, who wants to be reminded of this? For the rest but of your life? Birthday is gonna, the birthday is going to be a reminder. Like the day that they were right. born. <laughs> I mean, you just tell them the story. You was born in the, in the tragic era. Yeah, I mean, okay. For the blessing <laughs> in the era, or you were the blessing during the epidemic. I'm not gonna name right. you that, but yeah, we got but I, what the babies look like. Oh, I did have a picture like, of oh, Corona. If you go, I don't know if we can pull up here, but if you go in our folder, I put pictures in there. I mean, they're cute twins, you know, but they I'm don't have their names when they grow up. They're gonna be very famous. So a tweet from Stephanie, she goes, if you read into the story, it was the nurses who nicknamed the twins, which I already brought up. Um, the parents thought it was enduring and kept it for now. Doesn't sound like they'll be legal names, I hope. Corona is okay, but COVID, no. So, corona like COVID. COVID. I, like COVID. I like COVID more than I like Corona. Same. COVID more than I like Corona, yeah. So, oh, COVID's right. the boy, Corona's the girl. And so, she's saying they might not keep them for now, but it's kind of like, I don't really think that's true. I think they're going to say their names, so. And it's just like, stop. Hang it up. Rename them kids and keep it moving. At um, least while they're still young, so, yeah, we'll stay tuned. Right. <laughs> you know, tree bark, anything. Colin and Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like stop it yeah um but we do want to move into a segment so I wanted you guys this obviously has been a crazy experience I know for us we we haven't the last pandemic which we are actually still going through is HIV AIDS but we did not actually as our generation get to experience the blow up of HIV AIDS so this is the first pandemic that we're going through um as within our generation so I just really want to touch into touch in with you guys and the same with people in the live chat. Tell us how you guys felt. Um, but I just have a few questions for our panel. Um, how has coronavirus affected you personally? Because obviously, like I said, this is a, a totally different experience. We're literally living at our homes. Some of us are without jobs. Um, people who are essential workers, like people who are working at grocery stores, medical staff, um, they are on the front lines and we are actually not allowed to go out. I mean, are literally state by state, or they're issuing stay-at-home orders. Um, we're now having to wear face masks and coverings. So just all, you know, encompassing what has this experience been like for you? Did you think that it was a hoax at first? So answer that question first. How serious did you think this was when it first broke? We can start with Jamie. Um, I, I knew it was serious because, you know, I follow certain bloggers. Um, I'll actually shout out my lovely teeth, 2002. Um, mm -hmm. She had been talking about it for a while, so I took it seriously, but I didn't think that it was going to affect us so heavily here in the U.S. I didn't know it was going to be this big, but she did warn that it could possibly come over here and that things could literally change to where our lives would be changed um, mm -hmm. forever. And so it's like, because we haven't really experienced that, there's no way to really say uh, how that would be because we haven't experienced it yet. So it's definitely been very strange. Um, you know, just even going outside, like you said, wearing masks. Um, I'm sometimes nervous about running outside. They closed down the mm. parks. You can't, you know, 
exercise outside as freely. Um, it's just very different. My birthday was also recently. Hey, yes, yes, happy belated today. Thank you, airy season. Yes, um, gang. <laughs> but it was just different, you know, but I had a Zoom party. So, you know, social distancing in full effect. Um, and with working, you know, it's like I'm used to working from home with certain other gigs as well. But one thing that I did notice was um, I was supposed to have a job interview at a rehabilitation center, AKA a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And so um, some of the things that I do uh, behind the scenes is I help recruit for healthcare workers. And so, um, although I know I would be good at that job, I was very skeptical because they didn't mention a FaceTime or a Zoom interview. They wanted mm. me to come in. Meanwhile, we're literally getting you know newsletters saying, do not you know, yeah, go around older people, stay yeah. away. And so, right. to, you know, find out more information and they were urgently hiring. So I was like, oh wow, like this could be easy money. Like, there we go, mm -hmm. it's great pay. And then I was like, is this worth it? They were so rushing. They're like, you know, it's a medical center. You know, you would be working around this anyway. And I'm like, with HR recruitment, I don't need to be around all this. We're in different offices. Right. So I just thought it was just really interesting how um, they weren't being considerate of those things. So imagine what goes on, you know, within uh, those environments that we're not aware of. So it's just, it's been really right. crazy. And everything's changed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sierra, I know you were going to jump in. Um, for me, in the beginning, when it when I first heard about it, um, I don't think I thought it was a hoax, but I was kind of skeptical on how serious it was going to be. Um, I thought like, you know, somebody planted this. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think like, I'm thinking they're trying to mess with us. It's going to be gone. You know, this what it mm -hmm. was. But when it started to get bigger, I started to see the deaths that have been reported. I was like, okay this is serious. Yeah. Um, you know, when they started saying it only affects older people, but I started seeing younger people get affected by it. I was like, okay, this is 10 times more serious. So let me be more aware. It was so, it was just like every day I just kept being more woke about it. And I was like, okay, right. it's time to be serious. Let me go buy some gloves and my mask and take the right precaution. So um, I truly believe it now. And I just hope that we're all staying safe because I know I'm taking proper protocol. Um, this has affected me, like Jamie said, work-wise. Um, I know mm -hmm. for me personally, I was in the swing of, y'all know what I was going through, but I was in the swing of getting back into work and um I had a job that I have been wanting I had been praying for and I had two of my friends put recommendations in for me because it's that type of job you need that and I don't want to talk about it because I can still maybe get it later come on I'm gonna give it to you girl. but but it's just like this is gonna be so huge for me and I wanted this so bad and I still want it so it's kind of like I hope this is not going to stop anything but now that I'm back home it's kind of like well you need money you need some type of income. And it's just like, I'm scared to the, and there are places that are hiring, but it's kind of like, do you want to work at these places and risk yourself and mm. risk and risk your health, you know? So I'm, is, that's what's been for me. Like, do you want to go chase somebody that bad or do you care about your health more than anything at the moment? So that's yeah. how it's affecting me more than anything. So like you said, I shout out to everyone that are the essential workers that are putting their stuff on the front line every single day. And it's very important that you're just taking care of yourself and taking care of your people when you go back home. You know, they're coming back to families. You can affect your entire family and you don't even know so it's very serious and people have to tread very lightly when it comes to it absolutely Jay Lamar I can say that in the beginning I took it serious as far as it being an international uh epidemic but I, I did not think that it would impact the U.S. like that in any way I had a trip planned um to Bali April 7th through the 14th well you and somebody else somebody else got a trip to Bali yeah I had it planned and in like February, things started to get a little sketchy. 
Mm. And my flight attendant friends were like, maybe you should, should cancel. Mm. And so out of the 15 people that were going, I was one of the first to cancel. So I'm like, maybe we can go, like, maybe not go to Bali. It was a friend's birthday trip. I said, maybe we can actually go to Miami or something like that. Yeah, I didn't think that it would be, we would be in quarantine like this. I didn't think we'd be shut down in any way like this. Yeah. I didn't think that we were going to be impacted to this capacity. Um, As far as for me, work-wise, like my nine to five, I work in healthcare. I'm a healthcare IT trainer and analyst. Um, So we were at work. I was at work, period. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I was literally at work up until about two and a half weeks ago. And um, I told my my leadership that I just didn't feel comfortable being in the office and that, you know, I work in IT. I can do my job from anywhere in the world. I work remote already two days a week. So I was like, I need to be remote five days a week. And at first they were kind of skeptical because I don't know if you guys know this, but as soon as like the medical clinics and stuff, um, they stopped seeing patients uh, physically and start seeing them virtually. Mm. So us in the health IT world, our workload kind of tripled because now we had to prepare our doctors, our nurses and our medical staff um, on how to see patients just like this on Zoom calls. Um, So our workload picked up um, and I count it as a blessing um, because I have so many other friends that, you know, have been laid off or or not working at the moment. So I definitely count it as truly as a blessing. Um, But I'm truly praying for like my doctor and nurse friends because they're right there on the front line. Some of them are seeing four or five COVID-19 patients a day. Wow. Um, I know that two of my nurse friends invited me over for dinner recently. And I told them that I don't think that they should have anybody over at this moment because they're right there on the front line. They complain to me about the the PPE equipment that they don't have. Um, So this is, I didn't expect this thing to be this big at all. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, for me, I I knew it was a, a big thing when I couldn't go to the gym and I was pressed. So <laughs> I was, I was like, because I was, I was talking about boo thing and I was like, well, I'm gonna go to the gym and, and if they close and he was like, well, you might as well just call them and I'm like, okay. So I called them and once they said that they weren't gonna be open until April something and I was like, oh, for real? So that's honestly when in my mind I was like. Okay, COVID, because I had just went to a red carpet too, and it was like the last red carpet that I went to, and everybody was tripping there, and they like the the stars didn't show up, like the main characters of the for the carpet for the movie that I was there for didn't show up. It was just the side people, so I was just like, okay, so this is this is like really a thing, and then in my mind, I'm thinking like maybe it's just a bigger thing because it's a bigger city, like maybe it's just there are more cases here. Like I, in my mind, I was like, this can't possibly be happening. Like we're not not for real but then when I found out that Trump knew about it a year before that's when in my mind I was like oh so this is just okay that's what in my mind I was like so Mm -hmm. to me to be honest with you my feelings on it I think that this is a part of population control I really really do I truly do the same thing I really because first of all how are all these celebrities getting taken know personally for me and also I do know people who had COVID and now have now recovered thank God but I also know people who have contracted COVID who have now passed away mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely hitting home and it's getting closer to home because at first I think that's what it was too I was like oh, okay like I don't know anybody it, I think humans you know we always think like oh it won't be me it, it's not going to be someone that I know mm-hmm. but now I've known one two three four five people who have it and, and or who have lost someone who had it. 
So, and just so you guys know, just some quick stats, there's over 1 million people, coronavirus cases right now, there's 74,702 deaths, and there are over 200,000 people who have recovered. So while, and that's also too, look for the recovery um, stats too. Don't only look at the deaths and the, and the cases, look at the people who are recovering. And Especially here in California, I think that um, on the news today, it was a hundred and I think 40 some thousand cases of virus. And only, I think 14% of that 140,000 were in the hospital. Well, that's the thing is a lot of these people are getting turned away. A lot of these people are going yeah. to the hospital with, with, with symptoms. And mm -hmm. then, cause not only was, uh, cause it wasn't the bus driver, I don't know if it was the bus driver, but there was another person who a young, old, or young adult father, I think it was like 38, something like that, who was turned away from testing. And then he mm -hmm. died literally like a week or some change later in the hospital. That's, that's when a lot of people, but they, but they pre-topic which sucks, but they said, if you don't have any symptoms, we cannot help you. They're yeah. only helping people with symptoms, which is very crazy. Right. And we don't know what all those symptoms are. And some people are not having symptoms at all. Mm -hmm. until the last few days so it's like and also too these celebrities that are getting tested how are y'all getting tested but like and that's the thing there's obviously obviously money is involved but the, the fact that there's a, still a hierarchy when it comes to someone's livelihood yeah. is is crazy to me and also too even though i'm very happy that celebrities are pitching in financially with these food drives and these these um these organizations and charities there's been a hunger crisis there's been an issue with kids not having food. Why are y'all just now? Je Jeff Bezos put in $100 million. And again, thank God that people are doing this. But why now when things, when first of all, an issue that the government created, why now is this like, I just can't. But Rocky, you, know, you know for a fact that people don't react until a crisis. It takes, it, rock, exactly. to, it takes rock bottom to happen for people to even be able to feel like they need something. So I think it's greed. I think it's greed and people just being like, okay, well, I guess now I should pitch in. And also too, we're doing it for clout. But I think that people, not, I mean, not all, I do think people actually do care, but I feel like it's like, okay, well, if this celebrity is doing this, then I need to be that celebrity that's doing this too. But neither here nor there, regardless, it's blessings falling down onto people. But I did want to know how you guys uh, felt. We don't have that much time left. So I do want to get into our topic of the week. Again, you guys in the live chat, let us know how you, how uh, COVID is affecting you. Um, if you have lost someone, obviously, you know, feel or free to uh, mention if you want to. But yes, our topic of the week is, do y'all keep people, uh, what's, what's phone etiquette? Because I want to know, this topic comes from Wendy Williams and Nene Licks, who we all know. They, I mean, at least you would know more than me, Jay Lamar. I feel like they're, they're friends, but they're still kind of like, we're cool, but we ain't that type of cool. They associates. Mm. They're associates. Right. No. They're associates. They're not besties. You think Sierra are their besties? No, I don't think they're besties, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean because y'all Jay Lamar. Because I'd be watching the show. I mean, they could probably learn reality TV, but from the vibe and the backstory I got, they're like buddy buddy. I, I wouldn't call them associates. No, I would call them friends. I would call them I would call them friends. Oh, they probably associates, but they don't they weren't acting like it. The way what Wendy said today really 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 to me clarified that they're just associates because Yes. She, she yes. said today, like Nene's one of those over there people. Like, right, right. I'll you right. over there. I'll see you over there. I'll be over there. But she, right. So Nene, what we're right, about, Nene does that a lot. She does so, that with a lot of people where she she likes to kind of separate herself from other celebrities and act like she's not rich too, 
you know, and it's like, Wendy, we know that you're rich. It's okay. But she, you know, well, okay. okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's wait, settle down. We're going we gonna to get into the topic. So I'm going to let me explain the backstory of what everybody's talking about. Because, you know, it was definitely, every, well, it was on the Neighborhood Talk. Shout out to Kyle. Y'all definitely got to follow the Neighborhood Talk TV. So this week, Wendy Williams called out NeNe Leaks for, uh, for, I'm sorry. So this week, Wendy Williams called out NeNe Leaks for putting her on speakerphone while she had people in the background. So NeNe Leaks was on the phone. And oftentimes, if you guys watch Real Housewives of, uh, of Atlanta or any Housewives franchise, they often call people, whether they're celebrity or not, best friend on speakerphone. Totally normal. But the issue is that Wendy felt like, okay, you didn't even let me know and you're asking me to FaceTime with you. So, and people were in the background and she was asking her to FaceTime with her and Wendy explained that she didn't want to go live and that she literally, and I quote, I don't have the face or the time to do this. And so she told... So she told her no, and mind you, um, pretty much like, no, I can't do this. I'm prepared for another show. Long story short, uh, Wendy ended up hanging up on her. Do you guys feel like, well, first of all, what's your phone etiquette? When you get on the phone with somebody, if they're calling you, do you want them to tell you who they all with? If I'm on speakerphone, it's the appropriate thing to do. Yeah. If you have me on speakerphone to say, I'm on speaker, you're on speakerphone. Right. I feel like I will only address it if I know I'm going to be talking about something that I need to make sure you got a clear coast. Right. If we just normally calling and talking about nothing, I'm not going to be like, who you with? And, but if I know I got some tea to tell you or some person, I'll be like, are you by yourself, girl? Because we need to talk. So right. I think it just depends on what the conversation is going to be. But you know your friends who you have to say that to because you know certain friends ain't got no filter. I ain't got no filter. So if I right. call you, y'all don't have me on no damn speaker. Same. Noted. They're not friends, they're not buddy buddy. I feel like they're just acquaintances and they already had that whole beef when um and uh, I think Wendy, you know, Nene was mad at Wendy for you know spilling some tea on her show. Right. So, like they've been doing their own little thing. They're too old and <laughs> um I'm I'm over it. So yeah. That yeah. really fast because this is why I kind of didn't believe it. On Real Housewives of Atlanta, Nene, you know, Nene, I don't know if y'all watch it, but she was kind of shunned from the group of girls. Mm -hmm. And so she one day she had she was on a speakerphone when Wendy was on the phone trying to get like advice, calling her my big sis. She referred to her as her big sis, and mm -hmm. Wendy accepted uh, she uh, accepted it. And she was basically like giving me advice for her. And Wendy was like, you know, just giving her advice about how to handle the girls. So that's why I'm kind of like, if we just acquaintances and I'm calling you big sis and you giving me, you know, all my life business and what I'm going through. Okay, so I mean, well, I but they're fake though. Them. This the same that is very fake. It, it is, it is very fake. And just like Wendy said, like she isn't over there, friend. And she had said that too. She while she was explaining, if you see the aftermath of it all, Wendy explains why she took an issue with Nene doing that. And I do feel like Nene oftentimes tries to be like the attention. Like I love Nene, but at the same time, you can't just call somebody up at their place of establishment and expect them to tell you the tea on something. That's also because people like to catch people off guard too. And they know Wendy is that type of person that you could catch off guard. And she might slip and say something that she don't want to say. And I feel like, yeah. So, but this has been, you know, a crazy show. We have a lot more in store for you guys next week. Um, again, my name is Rocky Harris. Take it away, Jamie. All right, guys. And I'm Jamie Gray. I want you to follow me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray or better yet on Instagram at Jamie Gray. Actually, I'm sorry. Twitter is It's Jamie Gray. And then Instagram is Jamie Gray. J-A-I-M-I. And you yes. can follow me on all social media platforms at I am Jay Lamar. Check out all of my quarantine chronicles every day because it's always something going on. Yes, and go follow me on TikTok. I'm Sierra Stafford getting my <laughs> quarantine TikToks on. But you can go follow me on my Instagram at Sierra Stafford TV and my Twitter at Sierra B. Stafford. All right, y'all. See y'all next week. Pray yeah, for us. Hey. We'll be back in the studio. Yes. Oh, wait, y'all. Wait. Oh, Jamie, you look cute.
Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm weak. Season one on the screen. Oh, wait, now it's you, Rocky. Okay. No, all right. Okay. <laughs> See y'all. Bye. 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 On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.